Hello, movie rewrite people. Happy spooky October. Uh, no Netflix. And this, you know, since it's October, and we're doing one a month, I was like, I'm going to try to find something a little out of the norm. Maybe something spooky. We'll see what happens. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I decided, I randomly found this. I was like, sure, let's give it five, ten minutes and go from there. And I've watched the whole damn thing. 2010's horror comedy clocking in at an hour 25 minutes. Rated R. Rubber. Yep, just rubber. A car tire comes to life with the power to make people explode and goes on a murderous rampage through the California desert. Released November 10th, 2010 in France. I don't know. Director Quentin Dupois. I'm going to totally say that wrong, so come at me. Budget was eight hundred thousand United States. Box office was six hundred eighty thousand. So, it, out in the U.S. anyway, it didn't make its money back. Uh, starring Wings Hauser, Steven Spinella, Jake Plotnick, Roxanne Mesquada, Haley Holmes, Remy Thorne. Uh, this is again. I can't remember why I was like, yeah, this is the choice I'm going to do for my horror October. But here we are. But this director, Quentin Du, I'm just going to say Quentin. I'm not exactly sure how to say his last name. Terrible at French. Uh, his director stuff. He's got 17 credits. It's all stuff I I haven't heard of, but now I'm curious what I may or may not be missing. Uh, let's see. I mean, back in 07, Steak, Rubber, Wrong, Wrong Cops, Chapter Wrong. Chapter Wong. Oh, my God. Wrong Cops, Chapter 1. And then wrong cops. Das photo shoot, reality being flat, keep an eye out, deerskin, mandibles, incredible but true, smoking causes coughing. Yannick and Dala. I don't know what any of these things are, but again, I'm kind of curious what uh what I may or may not be missing with this gentleman. He seems to be very interesting. He also is a musician of some sorts, I believe. So Maybe check this guy out for other things that he does. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, this movie is something of man. I don't. I don't know how to quite to describe it. Like it is just okay. Well, it starts out basically saying like anything that happens in a movie. Uh, if you can't have a good reason for it, then there's just no reason. And I think it's this. This toes the line of being satire, and I understand what it's trying to do. And I'm not sure how well it does it because I was just really confused by what I was watching. Uh, I will say this. If you were a fan of like Breaking Bad and move, I don't know why that was, that was just the, maybe because of the desert scenes, but this movie lets the scenery sink in. There's no quick cuts. Uh, it's their static cam. Uh, it just, you know, scenes will go. And so you just kind of have like, you get an idea of the environment you're in. Um, so that's kind of just what I I got from it. But we're introduced to our characters, and there's this cop that shows up, explains, like, you know, nothing, basically nothing matters in the films. Like, if there's not a good answer, it's for reasons. And the examples that it gives, again, I think with anything you could argue, it's the first one's like, well, why is E.T. the color that he is for reasons? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but does it matter for the movie? I don't know. I guess it's more... 
what happens in movies that absolutely makes no sense, but still happens despite like there's no rhyme or reason to what we're doing. We're just doing it kind of like this movie. We have no backstory of this tire. It just, we see it. It just wakes up and starts rolling on its own. And then for reasons, it can, with psychic powers, blow people's heads up. And it rolls around for reasons. And then we have, like, you know, breaking of the fourth wall at some point. We've got, there's a group of people who are watching from afar with binoculars the actions of the tire and saying the same things like we would say. Like, there's a scene where it's really kind of like Psycho, where the tire is peeking in on this woman who's getting in the shower. And we don't, I mean, there's the the smallest of nudities happening. And it cuts back to the group of lookers and what their debate is. Like, well, is her butt or her boobs better? Like, does it, you know, like that debate people have when seeing nudity in a movie of like the attractiveness of what's being seen. And again, there's, <laughs> I think it's also saying like, there's no point to this nudity scene anyway, but we're going to have commentary on it regardless. Like why is there a tire being a peeping Tom to a woman getting into the shower? Why is the woman getting into the shower? Cause last time we saw her, she was driving in a car. You could argue, yeah, you can get sweaty and hot and tired in a car. And sometimes you just want to shower afterwards to feel better about yourself. But I think this movie is also asking, should there have been more done in the movie for this action to have occurred? Should soda have spilled on her or food that would necessitate this randomness of a shower scene, thus making nudity in a movie? I think is what this movie is trying to do. Like any, anything that's happening, like if we're saying nothing matters, then nothing that happens in this movie matters. So... We can do anything we want that's random, and it still seems like it fits the narrative because no reason. So I think that's kind of what this is going for. I don't know. It is it is an interesting thing that I'm not sure. Like I think you just have to be in the mood fast for a satire, maybe. So also part of this is, you know, if you go on the Wikipedia, there's production things and take it for what it's worth. But it stated that the film begins with Lieutenant Chad making a speech about how events in movies often happen for no reason. Like we talked about with like this weird nude scene, and I don't know why I'm fixated on that one, but there's other scenes in this too. But I'm going to say the director's last name is Dupois. I'm probably wrong, but sorry. Has stated he was inclined to put that speech in because he was not interested in explaining how the tire came to life. All they knew such a setup would be expected, which I kind of admire because think of like the inanimate objects that come to life. Like, uh, I mean, for some reason, you know, Chucky's been around forever now, but it's a, uh, it's a ritual. It's a soul in someone's body. I mean, it makes sense, but would it be different if that wasn't the case? And also, I guess it takes out some of the plot of why they're doing what they're doing. So maybe that's a bad example, but anyways, uh, the meta element of the film was came organically as Dupois quickly grew tired of writing about a killer tire. He was partly influenced by an experience where he snuck into a theater playing his previous film, Stake, only to find that no one else was in the theater, which he noted was kind of scary. So, again, this movie is trying to take a mirror, I don't know if specifically to the horror genre or movie genre, just in general, of the no reason element of movies 
It also says part of the production is the effects of the tire moving were done with practical effects like remote controls. Uh, the director had noted that due to the inherent emptiness of a tire, that making a remote control tire was difficult. You can't really hide the mechanism, so CG was used. So, yeah, that's part of it, too. Uh, the tire's name is Robert, which is interesting they named it. But, yeah, I mean, you watch this thing roll around on its own, and it's interesting. I mean, if you've ever seen that video going around in the last couple months of that tire on the uh, well it was driving on the highway the tire popped off a truck and went right under a, like a kia soul and that kia went flying in the air and landed on its hood i mean tires can be scary at high speeds and this is just a slow moving tire that nobody seems to understand what's going on like there's just wow this movie is just like why is this happening and that's the whole point like but it still also makes sense for no reason at all? Question, maybe? It's just a weird one. And again, like it's not necessarily scary, but it's it's worth a look, I think. It's just, I don't know really what to say about it. It is just such a weird, for the movies we've done in the past, especially like Netflix originals where they try, I'm going to say that loosely, try really hard to give you a great movie. I think we still ask that question without realizing like there's no reason for that to be happening. And rubber at least is like, maybe we should ask that more often. Like, why is this happening? And if it's no reason, then maybe we need to answer that reason, either as the writers or director of, can we make this better? Like, are we just having things happen for the sake of happening? Are we following a, oh, like a, a map of what needs to happen in movies to make him successful? And can we not break away from that and do something completely different and non-formulaic? But maybe I'm... Maybe I am definitely overthinking what what this movie is trying to do. So I I think I I've I've read some of the reviews and I you know we'll just talk about the reviews and I'll I'll talk about that. Um, this first one we're just gonna start with the one out of tens entitled "A Terrible Failure Trying Desperately to Be Art." Kind of cruel. A perfectly good idea ruined by over-explanation and look how clever we are, winks. Good jokes don't give the punchline away before the setup. Great art doesn't demand you read a thesis to walk you through it. The introduction and frame story here did nothing but detract from the perfectly acceptable conceptual element of this film. It feels like a Mulholland Drive or Lost Highway if David Lynch had filmed an additional 45 minutes of footage to both pad out an inconsistent idea as well as spoon feed his audience the point he was making. If the point is just because, show it. Don't tell us straight out. Let us see, experience it through the visuals and stories. Take the idea and run with it. Don't falter and just blurt it out. That's the What's the point in watching the rest? Overall, a terrible failure that would have been something great. See, and this person took it as it was being spoon fed to him and, you know... At the start of the film, maybe, but honestly, like, it takes you a second to realize what's happening because it starts with this cop car driving down this dirt road, swerving to knock over these chairs, to have the sheriff pop out of the trunk and start talking to a group of people who are behind a velvet rope, I think, while another guy's on their side of it holding binoculars. So the... See, that's where you got to be like, we as the audience are the people watching and this cop is explaining like what we're going to watch and then we're watching them watch it with us. Like it's a weird, 
boy, I don't know. I don't know if it spoon feeds you anything. I think there's a lot to uh, a lot to get from this movie. You just want to sit down and watch it. Next one, absurdity comedy at its worst. Absurded comedy at its worst. Everything about this movie said it was going to be a delightfully trashy B-rated flick. A kitschy trip down the horror comedy path starring a sentient, superpowered tire. Unfortunately, though, the horror of the film was lost within the folds of its uninspired, meta-placked script. Indie-inspired filmography and dry, absurd jokes. Although the film got a few laughs out of me, this movie is not an acquired taste. Self-aware scripts should be like dollhouses, where you can break them open and see the differences from real life, but still get lost in the story. This one tried their route of pointing to the fourth walls, breaking them, and then telling you about it. While some people may enjoy it, the truth is that it is a stale, a style better suited for ministers with silly walks and not a Woody Allen knockoff. Um, Indie-inspired filmography. I guess I don't know what that means. Indie-inspired, like... Because it lingers, because it's not quick, because it's just nature. I'd be curious what their definition of indie inspired is. I think the film looks great. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know what else you want. Like, it's not CGI heavy. You can see what's going on. There's no quick cuts, but all right. The the last one. What is this? I don't even. Okay. You think a movie about the tire that goes around killing people would be funny, right? Well, it kind of is, but here's the problem. It's filled with what I like to call art house bullshit. It's supposed to be something symbolic about no meaning or something. Honestly, it makes no sense. Honestly, the only way to understand this movie is to get drunk. This would have been interesting. This would be interesting, B-E-E. This would have be interesting, but the plot is riddled with plot holes. The acting is terrible, the plot makes zero sense, the effects are laughable, and don't get me started about the extremely annoying cop in the movie. All in all, don't watch this movie. It's not worth it. I, you know, I, I come down on the side like, I thought the acting was pretty good. I guess This is people, I don't know. There's not, like, heavy hitters. So, um, it, again, it's... Like with everything, you're always going to find the lovers and the haters of it. But, I mean, what are you going to do? It's art. If you're going to make art, it's going to be subjected to ridicule and everything else. A uh, 5 out of 10. Bad spoof movie. A rubber tire killing animals and humans randomly without any motive. Meanwhile, the voiceover of director and audience, also, we can listen. In my perception, there is no much comedy. Maybe once watchable. Incoherent ramblings. Yeah, these ones are kind of interesting. Uh, let's see. This one is, it was about what I expected. I really liked this movie the first time that I saw it. Back when it was called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. But seriously, if you haven't seen that movie, then you've more or less seen this one. The only real difference was a tire is the killer in this film, tomatoes in the other. Oh, really? Does this review contain spoilers? No, it was already spoiled. Whatever you say, pal. I killer killer tomatoes. I have seen like pop up on things to watch, and I just haven't clicked that button yet. Uh, last five out of ten. The guy shows up and starts talking to the camera, arguing that all great film have elements of no reason, just as life. He kind of prepared us for this bore of a film. 
Rubber is a story of an alive tire that wakes up and began rolling and getting people's birds, rabbit heads, cut off by unique psychokinetic power he possesses. Spectators were watching from a distance until they are poisoned by a turkey and one guy was left watching. In the end, the rubber gets shot at to end the film. The rubber reincarnated itself as a tricycle and goes on the road and wakes tires up so they can form an alliance. Um, Going back to this, the uh, spectators get poisoned. I think with one guy watching, I think what we're meant to take from that is some people don't finish movies and that's them leaving the film and never finishing it. And the one guy that watches it gets invested and he tries to be a part of it and ends up like he tries to change the plot and be involved and he ends up, no, the tire gets him because he doesn't think the tire can see him. So, I I mean, you could read into this as those that ate the turkey and die are the ones that got bored with a movie and never finished it or bored enough that, or, you know, they finished it and were bored and just hated it. And then there are those few who will watch what others think is terrible and be invested in it and actually defend it. Maybe again, I I'm, this is my personal interpretation of what's going on. I don't know. Again, that some of these reviews are like, this movie's terrible. This movie sucks. I can't, I don't understand what's going on. And maybe I'm just because I was just surprised by what I was watching, like kind of invested in it, which maybe I shouldn't have been 10 out of tens. Let there be tire, and there was tire for absolutely no reason, if I may add. Wow, where to start? Silliness, nonsense, idiocy, yes. But don't get me wrong, by no means is it just a silly movie. It starts off with the silliness of the premise. But it, in my understanding, is pure existential joy. The opening speech and entrance by the cop, who introduces the whole concept, is one of the greatest gems I have ever encountered. Running over the chairs, and if you look closely, his gestures, the glass of water, oh my god, the glass of water, LOI priceless, really, okay. I believe fans of Brit humor like Monty Python or Fry and Laurie will enjoy this the most. Probably most people don't get the point of this movie, as it is not structured like a typical movie, but I found it really amazing and quite enjoyable. I really miss movies like this one. Great, but not for everyone. I would add to that that... Those that need to be easily entertained and spoon-fed won't like this movie or don't, I don't know. Again, it's that whole art, arty, farty stuff that people don't like, but whatever. Uh, 10 out of 10, it blew my mind in every single way. Now, that's how you impress with a movie. I was expecting a bad thrash movie. Yeah, it says thrash, not trash. But ended up watching a masterpiece of Shakespearean proportions. Jesus! This was by far one of the best satirical movies I've ever seen. You won't get let down by watching this, trust me. It's even better if you watch alongside your friends. You guys are going to laugh out loud. Just go ahead and give it a shot. That's an interesting masterpiece of Shakespearean proportions. That's probably a little bit too much there, buddy. We're writing that in a little bit. Uh, This last one, hilarious. It was slow and drawn out and weird. Like most non-USA films. Mm, Ouch. But that's its thing. Me and my friends. Yes, I said friends, meaning 
there was more than one person watching this nightmare with me, laughed all through the movie. I think this and the other reviewer were high and drunk when they watched this. You have that feeling you're going to explode through the whole thing because you're waiting for something cool to happen. And it doesn't. And I suspect that that was the intention of the film, to leave you in a sensation of complete anxiety through the whole film. This should win some award at Sundance. The concept of a tire as a serial killer was ridiculous and awesome. If you like watching Family Guy, you may like this movie. Boy, you know, Family Guy is its own thing when it comes to comedy, and it's it's mirroring society. I mean, I enjoy Family Guy, but boy, that doesn't mean I'm going to like tire or rubber, I mean. So that's an interesting line to draw there. Last, last one. One of the most original films ever made. This is exactly my type of movie. Although the premise sounds completely absurd, I can assure you the execution is genius. I don't even know how to explain this movie other than it's an instant cult classic. I agree. This is a tough movie to talk about because there is a lot and nothing going on at the whole at the whole the whole time. And you know, if you ever watched Seinfeld, like that was that was the weird conceit about Seinfeld, and even in the show. They're making a show off Jerry Seinfeld, which is going to be Seinfeld, which is a show about nothing. And that show went on for years with the premise of it's a show about nothing. And what was it really about? Basically life, his stand-up comedy, stuff, nonsense. This movie is that. It's Take any horror movie you like. Uh, What's the reason? I don't know. Because... Because that's happening and because that needs to happen and then this needs to happen for that that to happen and then we have an ending and blah, 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 blah. No, we don't give a backstory of why the tire is. Maybe we're supposed to make that up. Maybe it's a pet cemetery for tires and now it's possessed. Is it possessed? I don't know. Is it sentient? I don't know. Why is it at the end of the movie while he's a tricycle, he's going around and all these other tires off the side of the road and other places are now following him? Why are they going to Hollywood? Interesting question. I don't know. No reason. Is there a reason? Make it up as you go. This movie, I don't think Spoon feeds you anything. I think its intent is for you to think, to really analyze, like, what do you like about movies and what could be better? And maybe what you like about movies is the stupid parts of them. So maybe it's not even, you know, a good thing. And, you know, there's Quentin Tarantino is probably one of those directors that's very devices with its audience uh having rewatched once upon a time in hollywood and i think the argument could be made is like there's too much of explaining of what's going on so that one event can happen okay well you can like that or you can't but the same thing with this movie this movie is saying like for no reason these are the events that are going to happen you like it in other things why wouldn't you like it here and going back to the Chucky thing, like, okay, what if what if Chucky just started with this doll that came to life and just started killing people? It may or may not have talked. Okay, well, does that change how you feel about Chucky? Does it enrich the movie knowing that it is a murderer who did a ritual to save his soul and got put into a body, a, a doll's body? But so ask yourself, does that is that what brings the enjoyment of this movie? What if that element wasn't there? Would it still be the same? Rubbers, I think, asking those questions, but you've really got to maybe look for it. And maybe, again, I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. Will I revisit this movie? 
maybe again if there's certain things if you can stand some talking heads and some completely random stuff yes i think this movie has something to say but you got to be not not having on his background noise you got to pay attention to what's going on was this a misstep on my part of trying to do a horror movie for october maybe a little bit i mean this is kind of out of the wheelhouse of what most people consider horror and this is a horror comedy it'd been easy to do like a, a hellraiser I mean, we've already done a Chucky, but I think this is an interesting look of movies. And on this podcast, we have done foreign films and they fall in kind of the same tropes that that one review said, like of USA films. And at least this one is like, hey, can we not, can we do something better? Maybe it's pretty easy to write a no reasons movie. Can we add more reason, more depth enrich these a little bit is there something lacking within our writers or directors maybe who knows i again pick your favorite movie why do you like it what's so great about it what could change about it uh does it make complete sense and do the, anything you like about movie have you noticed another things like is there a theme that you like like for me i like sci-fi you get into sci-fi fantasy i'm out i'm not a big fan of lord of the rings that stuff just isn't my thing, but I respect what it's doing. Big fan of like Alien and Aliens. That's more my sci-fi, you know, stuff like that. Bad examples, I guess. But I think Rubber is worth your hour and a half of time. There's worse movies to do in that amount. And of course, there's always better. But for the runtime, it's interesting. Um, I would check it out again. Yeah, I'll eventually rewatch it if I can remember it's it exists. There's so much out there anymore. It's hard to keep track. I have a hard enough time keeping track of the stuff I actively want to watch. But for movie rewrite, I hope you guys have a happy Halloween and have fun. Steven Spielberg movie, E.T. Why is the alien brown? No reason. In Love Story, why did the two characters fall madly in love with each other? No reason. In Oliver Stone's JFK, why is the president suddenly assassinated by some stranger? No reason. In the excellent Chainsaw Massacre by Toby Hooper, why don't we ever see the characters go to the bathroom or wash their hands like people do in real life? Absolutely no reason. Worse, in The Pianist by Polanski, how come this guy has to hide and live like a bum when he plays the piano so well? Once again, the answer is no reason. I could go on for hours with more examples. The list is endless. You probably never gave it a thought, but all great films, without exception, contain an important element of no reason. And you know why? Because life itself is filled with no reason.